Before we begin this week's broadcast, please be aware this podcast contains sensitive subject matter regarding mental health and suicide. If you think this may cause some distress, please consider not listening any further. If you or anyone you know is going through tough times, see the episode's show notes for links to organisations that offer professional help. Hi everyone and a massive welcome to the Dedicate podcast. I'm Kate Ivey, your host. Thank you all so much for your support of our podcast. Like you, I juggle a busy life and it's great to know that the time I put into this podcast is worth it. Today I'm talking to a Dedicate member and Instagrammer, Caitlin Hodges. Caitlin is only 25 but a mother to three gorgeous children aged six, two and eight months. Today, Caitlin and I discuss her experiences as a young mum. Caitlin was only 19 when she had her first baby. She also shares with us her whirlwind marriage, her severe mental health challenges, and her drive behind her popular Instagram page. It was so amazing of Caitlin to share so much of her journey. We hope you find it valuable. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, you get the kids down okay? Yes, only just. Yeah, it's all good, I say just know, don't they? They know when you've got something on and they act up. They 100% can just sense that you don't want them there, so they like, why don't you want me there, Mum? Like, Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both quiet now, so it's all good. And so how long do they normally sleep for? Um, normally. Over an hour, at no. least. I yeah. really hope I haven't jinxed you. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll be fine, they're pretty good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the Dedicate podcast, Caitlin. First of all, when I was going to write your sort of intro, it's like, what do I call you? Like, I didn't think social media influencer was right, so I wrote down Instagrammer, but what do you reckon it is? I wouldn't even know. It's like a hobby. Instagrammer would be fine. I prefer yeah. Instagrammer over influencer. Yeah, that's probably. what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I really fit into that mold. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny um, that it's a mould, yeah, but um, I think you, it's not sort of your purpose for it, no, is it? No, 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 yeah. definitely not, it's not to, no, it's definitely not a job or anything. But um, it potentially could be, like if you wanted it, wanted it to be, it could be. Yeah, it could be, I think maybe if I tried hard enough, but I just don't have the time. No, huge respect to you, so what Caitlin does is you don't post it all apart from sorry you don't do stories on Mondays and Thursdays so you can be completely committed to your family the rest of the time and not on your phone all the time yeah Yeah, and it was just more for me as well um it's amazing how much time like can get sucked into you spending on your phone it just it's a time suck and it's it's amazing how much more time I have in the day now that I'm not glued to it yeah it's it's a total addiction yeah. And I find myself, because I have to go on to my phone a bit for work and I go on it and I have to go on Instagram for work too. And it's important to be in tune with what's happening and what's popular and who's who and all that type of thing. But go on and you forget why the hell you picked up your phone in the first place and you just realize 10, 15 minutes has passed. Yeah, that's crazy. And the amount of times that must happen in a day, we must lose hours just. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. And I think um, being because it just means that you're accessible all the time mm. as well. Like people have access to your um, your time and your attention. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to shut that down 
a little bit yeah. um, and it's worked and it's it's great it just takes the pressure off as well which yeah, is and good. so has it yeah. um influenced your engagement has it made it go up or down or stayed the same um definitely down because okay. I'm going against all the rules yeah <laughs> you know? but I wonder um, if when it is up people are like oh oh there it is and like they're more engaged it's up yay kind of like I'd waiting like for the next episode to launch yeah, I'd like to think that the um, people I've made like real genuine connections with, mm-hmm. not look forward to, but enjoy knowing that I am there Monday and Thursday. And I'm sure respect but, it very much. Yeah, I've had some really good feedback, which has been great about it. And yeah, no, I, I as I said, it's not it's not a job. So yeah. I don't really mind too much if it means no. that my engagement goes down or I'm not growing as fast as I once did. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, well, it's yeah. good to know when I'm posting daily for work that it actually does help. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. It just keeps you fresh in people's minds and yeah. they're just constantly. And I and for a business, it's um, it's different again, isn't it? Because yeah, but it's just the lines how are, you reach are quite blurred between yeah. your life and what's business. You know, it's all sort of mixed. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so something I'd love to talk to you about is, so you're 25, you've got three kids. Yes. Yeah. So being a young mum, so <laughs> how old were you when you had your first baby? Uh, my eldest son I had when I was, I just turned 19. Just turned 19. When he was born. Yeah. So what, so what was that experience like? I mean, I'm sure it was crazy. Scary. I, yeah, I feel like I still have a lot of processing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> from that whole no time because you get you like I've been his mum now for six years yeah and I feel like I'm finally just coming out of the blur because then I've had two more kids so yeah. I've been in this like young kids baby stage for a long time yeah um, and most people and I mean I don't want to say most but it is the majority of people between the age of 19 and 25 are carefree doing whatever yeah. they want and it's <laughs> like that magic piece of time that you get before it all yeah you know, yeah, so I totally went from being a kid to having a kid. Yeah. Um, that's kind of been my journey. Uh, so I found out I was pregnant with him in the halls of residence bathroom, like at Studville oh, at um, Hamilton Uni. So these are like communal toilets. So I took a pregnancy oh, test before a night out. Um, Did Were you just late and, and you thought that's strange? Yeah, I um, had just changed contraceptive pills. <sighs> And then was going to go, you know, I was a 18 year old. I had like, mm-hmm. I was only a few months turned 18. Um, and I was about to go for a night out and I was just like, something feels really strange. I just feel really weird. This is what I'm going to do. And yeah, we, I was pregnant. Isn't life crazy? Like sliding yeah. doors moments, like you were changing your contraceptive. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was just, yeah, it just, oh, I so what like transport myself back to that moment. Mm. I then freaked. Were you with, did, were you, exactly, did you do the test with a friend, sorry? Or were you yeah, by yourself? Yeah. yeah, no, my friends were there. Mm. Um, so I freaked, I scaled a whole heap of water. I did exactly what you're not supposed to do. Scaled a whole heap of water, went and got another one, took it, but because I had just scaled a whole heap of water, there was no hormone, so then it was negative the next uh, one. Yeah, but it's that's your <laughs> that's your mind saying it can't be true, it can't be true. Yeah. Let's make it not true. 
yeah yeah oh so then goodness. I did another one in the morning and that was definitely positive yeah and I was studying for my law exams oh my goodness. I was yeah about to do my first year law exams and so I did all of that while I was early pregnant um, and how'd you go did you get into the next year or were you already into the yeah I passed it all I yeah. did it all <laughs> but then I um I didn't carry on with my law degree yeah. I no that I and I probably wasn't going to carry on even with yeah like before I found out I was pregnant yeah. um and so what was the was, process from there was the father a friend someone you didn't know a boyfriend yeah we had been together for three months yeah um before we found out we were having my son mm-hmm. and we we moved in together um when I had finished at uni and we had like this tiny little house on it was like a little granny flat on the side of someone else's home I was working full-time at an optometrist um and yeah we were paying like four hundred dollars a week for this tiny little flat it was crazy um and I carried on doing a couple of um, university papers while I was pregnant and then he was born in May Mm-hmm. And then I moved back home to be with my family in November, and I was now a single mum at that point. So he was maybe six months old when I moved back to Topo to be with my family, and yeah, was a single teen mum. <laughs> Crazy! So one minute you're at uni partying, doing a law degree. Yeah. Next minute you're yeah living in a flat having a baby yeah. and then escaping yeah. back to your parents house you it could have happened yeah. to a lot you know I was going to say anyone yeah. not most people you know it could have happened yeah did you ever consider not keeping it or was it always mm. just it was definitely a consideration my mum is incredible and she when I told her she was like if this is what you want to do we will go and get a hotel room in Hamilton we will spend a weekend we will go in you know um I think at that point I was still able to just I think you could take the medication so that we'll just go and get the prescription we'll spend a weekend in a hotel get a whole heap of movies junk food um, we'll just do it together and then you know carry on she was amazing she still is Uh, and I don't know if I made the decision like in my head when I think back I don't think I ever said to myself yes I'm going to have this baby like I'm choosing to have this baby Mm -hmm. I kind of just didn't choose the alternative yeah does that make sense like I never was like consciously like yes I'm going to be a mum and I'm going to have this baby I just didn't make the alternative decision Mm -hmm. and so obviously there was a baby yeah Yeah. I'm just thinking about this and I said it could have happened to anyone you know and I think it did happen to a lot of people and Mm -hmm. I think it's you know some would have chosen not to continue and making a decision like that when you're 18 or 19 and having to live with that for the rest of your life it must be quite hard for for some woman out there who chose the other option to what what you chose totally and I think it's like any decision you just have to give yourself some grace Mm. and um just yeah know that you can only know what you know so at, Mm. at that time you can only make a decision based on how you're feeling and how and what you're needing at that time yeah 
So it's and absolutely the right decision because you made yes, it at that time yes. when the decision was needed to be made. Yeah, yeah. totally. And um, just really need to, because even now I, I, with how my life has played out, um, there can still be a lot of guilt from the decision I made. Like, obviously I would never, ever regret having him. Mm. He's the best thing ever. Um, but it means that... Um, like it impacts other people in my family as well. It didn't just impact me. So I know I feel a lot of guilt because my mum just felt so sad mm-hmm. that my, as you say, my teens and my twenties yeah. were going to be so different to what she wanted. Mm. And I feel guilt for that. So you just have to yeah, be so kind to yourself mm. and, um, and yeah, forgive and just kind of release that pressure and all yeah. of that off yourself because um, yeah. you can and only do what you can do exactly and even yeah. though it feels pretty tough sometimes when kids are young yeah. there's still there's still so much life to live afterwards yeah. you know so much yeah. fun to be had it's not you know a lot of people look back on those early 20s years with a lot of fond memories mm-hmm. but you're going to have some time at the end and also being a young mum the positives of that are there things that you've noticed that are a real benefit I'm just really holding on to the fact that I'm going to be 40 and pretty much like my children are going to be either gone or in their late teens. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm going to go on cruise ships and (laughs) drink cocktails and my friends, although I love them, like my friends from high school, they're going to... um, they're going to maybe still be doing the school drop-offs. <laughs> no, your 40s are going to be awesome. So awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I am looking forward to it. It will be good. You um, just have to find some people that are in the right stage to come on on the cruise ships with you. Cruise ships with me, yes. <laughs> I might yeah, be keen no. maybe when I'm about 45. Yeah, I'm great. In. We'll, we'll <laughs> get it sussed. Um, I think I, I it's, it's, I'm able to keep up with them. I feel like being younger and going through like the pregnancies and everything was probably easier, I guess. On your body. Younger. I don't know. Well, I haven't done it later, so I can only go yeah (laughs) of my experience. Yeah. And so what about the challenges? Did you get tarnished with any negative sort of brushes for being a young mum or a teen mum? Um you definitely get looks. But yeah, more so when I yeah when I had when I had a um, a little baby and I was nineteen and I'm a young looking person anyway so people yeah. probably thought I was younger. Yeah. Um, I have really struggled to find a community of mums with mm-hmm. babies similar age to him because I think I'd go to mum groups and as soon as they saw that I was younger, they just wouldn't other mums mm-hmm. wouldn't give me the time of day so I have really struggled more so with him when he was younger Mm. to find a community which yeah which is probably the biggest thing yeah just thinking about those mums and they've got like limited time and they want to go along and they want to find someone that is completely their tribe that they can latch on to and give each other the support they need yeah and I guess yeah that's maybe what they did but the yeah the hard thing is you know, like one of my best mates is um, 10 years older than me. Mm. So the thing is age shouldn't really 
measure? No, no. But I think people have preconceived ideas about younger mums. Mm. And uh, that's true. And yeah. it, that's okay. That, that was probably um, what was impacting how they saw me. Um, and I never took it really personally because I also had a baby at 19 and I've grown up real quick. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't act like a normal 19, 20 year old. Uh, but that stereotype uh, yeah. is pretty unfair because mm. most people that I know anyway were sexually active at the age of 19. So it could have happened to anyone and it did happen to a lot of people. So mm. why is there that? I don't know. And I think um, there's a big difference between 19 and, and 15. 15. Yes, very much um, so. So to then group them all into a teen yes. um, group is yeah. a bit tough. But mm. but even the teen mums that the mums that had babies that I know in high school, they're also incredible mothers. Mm. Um, and incredible so, people, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, and that's kind of been one of my main things for starting the Instagram way back in the day, is I wanted to kind of show people that that stereotype can be so wrong because mm. I did continue to work. I provided for myself and my baby by myself. I then studied full time. Like I wow. did all the things that you're not, that they would expect you not to do yeah. as a teen mum. Um, I've gone on to get married and have more children and we've got like a home and I've got a degree and all these things yeah. and um, that's kind of been my goal is to just show people that the teen mum stereotype can be so wrong so often. That's so amazing that's such a good, me- <laughs> good message. I feel like you should yeah. have that in your um, bio. Yeah probably. <laughs> Smashing teen mum stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so your story is quite interesting as well. And in that because when you first go to your page, your your eldest that you had before you met your now husband, yeah. um, looks like he's completely genetically the same as everyone else. Oh, and there, and there doesn't look like there is a gap in age. You know, it just looks yeah. like the family's followed suit. Because yeah. you guys, you met and were married within a few months, was it? Yeah. So we met when my eldest was one and oh, maybe 10 months and we were married three months later. <laughs> that so is amazing. And so we did a podcast on relationships a few weeks ago and I said to Caro and Anna, do you believe in love at first sight? So maybe I should be asking you that question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I think it was that and so many other things. It just being young and uh, spontaneous, which is obviously something I wasn't much of, having had a baby so young. Yeah. Um, and no one knew we were getting married. It was just us, and no one knew for six months after oh, wow. that. <laughs> You, you've really put your mum through the ringer. You know I that. Have a poor lady. I know. <laughs> poor thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's a real trooper, though. Like she's a real trooper. Um, she sounds awesome. She's got her masters in psychology, so oh, wow. I'm sure she's just like unpacked it all, and she's she's solid. <laughs> yeah. She's a solid woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and your dad's a cop, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so talk us through this three months whirlwind because this sounds pretty cool. 
Yeah, so we met through mutual friends. So he lived in Cambridge. I did my degree in Hamilton. And Sorry, what's your degree I, in quickly? So I did law. Yeah. And then now I'm, I've got my degree in primary school teaching. Oh, cool. Um, so, so I was in Topol with baby and my friend said to Tremaine, you should text Caitlin. Yeah. Like she's, she's, he knew I was a single mum. She's got a little baby and you guys would get along so great. It took a couple of weeks of him texting me to be like, because I, because I had just started doing my primary teaching degree. Yeah. I had a nine month old. Yeah. I was like, no man is ever going to want me. <laughs> I don't ever want to ever experience men ever again in my life. Like I was in this really weird mindset. Um, and so he was like, I want to come like just talking. And then he's like, I want to come meet you. And I was like, no way. This is a terrible idea. And then one day I went and got my hair done. And you know how it always looks amazing the minute you walk out of the salon and then yeah. it doesn't ever look good ever again, like <laughs> yes. no matter how hard you try, like that's yeah. the best it's ever going to look. <laughs> and I had nowhere to go and no one to see. Oh, so I texted yes. Tremaine oh, and good, I was like, good, okay, good tonight, you can yeah. come meet me tonight. <laughs> so he drove down from Cambridge, so like an hour and a half drive. Um, we went and got held and watched um, How to Train a Dragon so random um and then I think we only caught up two more times and then went to Wellington and that's when we decided to get married and my mum my mum was like why would you go down to Wellington with a guy you've only met three times so we went away for a weekend in a hotel (laughs) let alone decide to get married to them (laughs) yeah so she didn't know we had decided to get married so then we got married at the Tauranga courthouse because my stepmom works at the Topor Courthouse. So we couldn't get married in Topor because <laughs> my stepmom works there and she would obviously see. Uh, so we had to go to Tauranga. Um, so what we had made friends. Like you obviously were just so just infatuated with each other. So yeah. whose idea was it to go as far as marriage? A weekend in Wellington, Windy Wellington. Uh, I think he we were just mucking around and he was just like marry me and I was like okay and then (laughs) somehow a couple weeks later we were signing a marriage certificate in the courthouse I just can't even it was such a whirlwind um little romance we're married five years this year wow Um, (laughs) I know so it's been absolutely intense. And then the next weekend, we he moved down to Topra and we were living together as a little family of three. It's amazing. And so you were saying that you're still processing things from, you know, having your eldest. Yeah. What about, are you still processing getting married early or is that just completely felt right the whole time? Um, we're in a really gritty stage because mm. we've got like, my eldest is six and then our daughter is two and our youngest is eight months so yeah. we're in this really intense season yeah I remember of, very yeah clearly. yeah yeah young children kind of dictating mm-hmm. our lives not having a lot of time for each other and I think we're really going to now that we're coming out of that stage I we're realizing that we didn't really have any solid foundations 
when you get married so quickly mm-hmm. like our foundation is obviously we just really love each other but like you know uh, foundations of communication or um, just kind of learning how each other ticks and each other's love languages and um, yeah. how we can like stay. when you got married you hadn't even resolved an argument yet yeah and yeah. we hadn't lived together and any yeah. of those kinds of things so I think we're really finding now that we may just have to go right back to basics and yeah. build a foundation because love loving and adoring each other is something as one thing but making a solid marriage where we're both meeting each other's needs mm. and uh best friends beyond being parents mm. is something else altogether so I think that's our next journey <laughs> five years later we're going oh, good to, on you to just try and really build those foundations yeah yeah because um, I mean getting married is a serious thing I was thinking about mm. it um because we're doing wills and trusts and stuff at the moment and I was like oh my goodness like I fall in love with this guy when I'm 19 and this is where it takes you like serious like mm. document signing you know it's it's a yeah. big thing yeah and I don't think we I, I don't think we had ever considered how big it was yeah for me personally um just because my parents are separated uh divorced and my parents parents have both been divorced mm-hmm. I think marriage to me back then was just kind of like this yeah like it could be something you did for a certain amount of time and then if it didn't work out it's all good yeah. um I had never really had that solid um experience of a really solid marriage yeah so how uh, old were you when your parents split up I was 14 okay so it's quite um, a no. really tricky age yeah, yeah. <laughs> were, probably. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty uh yeah my teens were pretty intense um so I think we're we're now um really heavily involved in our church so my idea of marriage has really shifted mm-hmm. um but I can say five years ago when I signed that marriage certificate that I was like if this isn't forever, then that's okay. Oh, well, it's a bit of fun. Which is definitely not the right mindset, but it's just from my life experience, how I viewed it. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so um, getting into your local church, was that something that you'd done previously in your life or Tremaine had been in Tremaine's life or together you've just decided it's the, the right thing for you? Yeah, neither of us have grown up in um, Christian households. Mm-hmm. Uh my son went to a daycare just down the road from a church and every time I drove past it um our church right now every time I drove past it I just felt like really cool to go and see what it was about mm. um Tremaine and I had a huge argument about it <laughs> when I told him yeah. um so then I went for a couple times first of all and then I dragged him along and our pastors they've got like full sleeve tattoos um I think our pastor back then had like an eyebrow piercing and a lip piercing. So yeah. when Tremaine walked in and saw these really awesome guys with ripped yeah. jeans and denim jackets and tattoos, he was like, this isn't church. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a church. <laughs> and we've been there ever since. We're now youth leaders. So, wow. um, And I lead our little ones program. So our two to five-year-olds. That's amazing. So, yeah, so how long has it been? We're heavily involved. I want to say coming up four years in September. Oh, wow. So it was quite early on in the marriage. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so interestingly, I'm just dissecting this and thinking to myself, I wonder if it's the sense of community that you're drawn to that you didn't have through your mum's groups. Totally, definitely. And That's you didn't have a community through university because you left. No. Now you yeah. found one. Yeah, we've got an awesome little village that, and everyone's just everyone's just incredible, and uh, they just everyone just genuinely genuinely roots for everyone else. You know, mm-hmm. like we all just want to see each other succeed. We all just want to yeah. see each other fulfilled and happy. And um, our pastors are just really, really encouraging. Tremaine and I in this journey of getting these solid marriage foundations. <laughs> um, I'll be like, here's a wee project for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, let's let's dive into this and let's um, work some magic. Uh, oh, that's so, so yeah, great. We're really grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. And so back to your eldest father yeah how did that go like what went wrong there was it doomed from the start was it too much Mm. having a baby in the mix it was definitely too much um it was definitely yeah I don't know if his dad was for the idea of me going through with the pregnancy Mm -hmm. um and then he um, made some bad choices on his part and I then no longer trusted yeah. mm-hmm. him or wanted to be in that position. I didn't want my son thinking that it was okay to treat someone like that in a relationship. Yeah. So, um, but I think that was also when that happened, it also made me feel like I could have a way out, like I had an excuse yeah. to walk away. So I didn't feel right anyway. Yeah, because yeah, things were, yeah, it was, I don't know how many relationships would withstand mm. uh, a teen pregnancy three months after you had met yeah, no. while both trying to do degrees. Like, I just don't think many relationships would have. No, I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, how's your relationship with him now? We are the most epic co-parenting team. That's so cool. <laughs> uh we have definitely um always put uh little mate first mm-hmm. um and we've obviously had disagreements along the way uh but we have never had to go to any sort of mediation or court everything's done privately it's all very relaxed yeah so I'm now married to Tremaine and he's now got a partner and we've always done birthdays together nice um we're in constant contact. We, yeah, that's, it's, I'm pretty proud of us, to be honest. Cause again, yeah. I don't know many teen parents who would have gone through that. Um, no, that would also now such five a great years relationship. Later. Yeah. 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 Oh, well done, yeah. you guys. That's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Yeah. And so, how's your um, mental health been through this whole journey? Oh, so so messy um but I think it goes right back to when dad left when I was 14 um and how that impacted my teen years uh and some of the experiences I had during the and such a yucky time of people's lives anyway Mm, mm. um and I just I was just that real typical 
um, my dad left and that was not a, yeah, he didn't make very good choices. Yeah. Um, and you're and sort of so, saying the world's against me, it's not fair. Yeah, and he went and lived with his now wife who had two daughters that are around the same age as me and I just felt really replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I was like, if my dad's not going to give me the attention and the love that I want, I'm going to go find it elsewhere. Yeah. Which then just, you know, it's that real typical cliche daddy issues mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so then I was managing that and then became a mum and then got married (laughs) and then was doing a degree. And when I think of what you've done in the last 10 years compared (laughs) to what I've done, it's (laughs) you've had to grow so fast. Yeah. Uh, So I had um, the first weekend, my eldest went away to his dad's um, overnight once we had separated I had a doctor's appointment for something and I was just so upset and I went into this doctor's appointment and she was just asking me questions and I just burst into tears because I was so upset that he was going away for the night and I wasn't going to be there and it was the first time and she went okay I think you've got anxiety I'm going to put you on anxiety medication and I was kind of like um okay I think this is just a really bad day Mm. because of these circumstances, but she diagnosed me with anxiety and put me on medication and then never, ever followed up, which I thought was normal. But looking back now, I realized that was not okay. Um, Do you think things have changed a bit in the industry since then or is that? I would really like to think so. Um, But then my next experience with the mental health industry, because I took myself off that medication which again you shouldn't do but I just had no idea because oh, no you had no direction up. whatsoever <laughs> no. um I think she may have just seen a young mum who was really upset I was losing a lot of weight that's why I was in there in the first place I was I was down to 42 kgs I was losing a lot of weight really quickly mm. um and I think that was just a really easy fix for her that she could mm. see like let's just put this girl on medication she's probably got some mental health things going on because she's 20 single mum losing lots yeah, of weight when you say let's hey, just put you put on this, this come back. and see me in a month and let's see how you are <laughs> you'd like to think so um so I took myself off that and then was just like I've been up and down since then um I have good I would have good weeks and then not so good days and then good again and my poor husband's just had to go through that with me and then I fell pregnant with our youngest and as soon we were trying to have him we had decided to have a third and as soon as that pregnancy test showed positive I just felt this massive dark cloud like that's all I can explain it to be just come over me and um I was diagnosed during my pregnancy with severe antenatal depression with him uh, so that was my next experience with the mental health and so was it um they didn't say it was like PTSD like from your initial finding out mm. you were pregnant I definitely I got diagnosed as well with PTSD but that was because I when I first went to the doctor 
oh, I went, I had an urgent referral to maternal mental health. My midwife put me through urgently because she was worried about me being of harm to myself um, when I was about six weeks pregnant. And she diagnosed me with PTSD because I had a really, really tough time with my daughter when she was a newborn. She was a really, really hard newborn. Screamed and screamed and screamed. So she diagnosed me with PTSD from that experience. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just, I think it was definitely hormonal. Part of it was hormones. But I think those hormones were just really feeding off everything in the last 10 years and it was just like this big explosion of fear and guilt and sadness oh, <laughs> and trauma yeah um and yeah that's, that's so what, what was happened. the journey with that you got the diagnosis uh, did you say it was severe yeah. they said yeah, yeah so it was really severe um I went um I got, yeah, I went for an urgent referral and then they put me on medication, on antidepressant medication, and I was seen weekly um, for about two months and then fortnightly and monthly, and the medication was doing what it was supposed to. And then um, and then we went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one? Well, the, no, last year's um, one. Last year's one, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Must have been in like August-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the medication was definitely just keeping me functioning. But I remember so many days where I felt like I wouldn't get through the next 20 minutes. And I had two young children as well. Oh, and yeah. I would go to bed every night and wish I didn't have to wake up in the morning oh, um, for nine months. And then the lockdown so happened. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, the lockdown happened and I was saying to my team and my midwife, I was like, I just need a date. I need a date that this is going to end. I need to know that, yeah, this needs to end sooner rather than later. I need to not be pregnant because I just knew that the pregnancy was not helping the mm-hmm. depression. Um, but our system isn't designed to just give women inductions because they want them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had, I had to really, really advocate and battle um, the system, and I managed to get a referral and talk to an obstetrician. And I must have been about thirty-five weeks, and the obstetrician just said, "There's no way. This isn't what we do unless you've got a medical reason that, like, that you're in danger or your baby's in danger." Um, then we're not going to do it. And I was Were like, not I'm, so, yeah. I'm so mentally unwell. Like, I, yeah. I wish I didn't wake up every morning. Like, shouldn't that be enough? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand why. Uh, yeah, I just I just couldn't. And that day, I tried to take my own life. Because um, I just felt so hopeless. Then I went into Rotorua for respite care. So my midwife really, my midwife was incredible. She advocated and said, this woman just needs a break. She just Mm -hmm. needs some time. So I was in Rotorua Hospital for a week. um, And again, I was just coming up to so many brick walls. I was talking to so many different obstetricians, mental health team. And I remember this woman coming in from the mental health team and saying, you just need to think about how far you've come and stay positive. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm in this bed because yeah. I didn't want We're to be on that lady. We, I don't, I don't want to stay positive. I don't want to, I just need you to help me. I just need someone mm-hmm. to help me. Um, and I think, I think there's just still so much like mental health is just not taken as seriously as physical health. And it should be because it is mm. so we see, we see how dangerous it is. Mm. We see how real it is. And I'm the perfect example of people just being like, you just need to toughen up. You just need to get through it. And it's like, I, I couldn't, I just, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Sorry. How, that's really how heavy. Does it feel? No, how does it feel? Cause I think for, for some people, it's hard for them to hard for them with mental health if they haven't experienced the depths that you've experienced mm. how would you describe the feeling oh it's so hard um just I just I constantly felt like I was a burden I was able to convince myself that my kids and my husband and everyone else would be better off without me there's just a constant dread. Like I just felt dread just for the next minute or the next day or the you next time. You feel it time. deep within your heart and soul, don't you? It's just yeah, yeah. It just it's just something you could never understand unless you've been through it. And I wish that no one ever had to go through it. Mm. Yeah, and it um yeah, it's it's something I hope I never have to experience again. Yeah, and so did yeah. you get help? You were on medication, but it obviously wasn't, was it not the wasn't right stuff going. or it just wasn't working? I'm sorry. I can just hear the baby crying. No, that's I'm all right. Go no, on, that's really annoying. Go Do you mind no, it's fine. Just... no, not at all. Okay. Not at all. No, not fine. <laughs> okay. I just knew I would jinx, jinx you. It happens every time. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, no, he's all right. Um, <laughs> so I did, I left the hospital with an induction date a week later okay so I would have been and that's just you knew that's what you needed I just needed someone to listen I think it was partly that someone actually listened to me and heard what I wanted and what Mm -hmm. I needed and that I knew that there was a oh pardon you (laughs) that there was an end date in sight because I just I I don't know I think that was the only hope I had left was that when the pregnancy was over my experience with the depression would be over yeah um so that was kind of yeah the last hope um and and was it yes he was born and pretty much I remember your post yeah yeah saying like that it's over disappeared yeah yeah and I I think he was eight weeks old when I got discharged from the mental health team but I also didn't hear from them my mental health team I didn't hear from them after I attempted to take my life I heard from them I don't know what the process they my because my mum works in that system um with her yeah she's she's a counsellor um and she was disgusted at the way that they managed my attempt absolutely disgusted she had a meeting with them and was like how you treated my daughter or anyone even matter that this was my daughter how you treated her all moment was disgusting and terrible so I think I've just really seen firsthand 
how mm. broken our system is. Mm. And as um, it? It I feel like I can feel anxiety just talking yeah. about how my experience with a one woman in particular. Um, and to think how many people have me potentially a, lost yeah. their lives that wouldn't have yeah. if they'd had better care. Yeah, it gives me a physical reaction to think about that experience with that woman. Well, gosh, we well, um, were so close to. Yeah, being and a they sent me home. Statistic. They, it was yeah. They, she came in. I don't know. You might want to cut this out, but she came in and she said um she didn't even introduce herself she was part of the crisis team and she went so you wanted to die today Caitlin oh my goodness and then she told me that she was making so that was that was that and I just remember feeling terrified and then she continued to tell me that she was going to have to um get Oranga Tamariki involved and my children were now vulnerable children and um and it's like it just blows my mind that I was in that vulnerable position and now because my kids they called my kids um my protectors so my kids were the things the thing that was keeping me going they saw my kids as the thing that was getting me through each day and then I reach breaking point this woman comes in and all I hear is her threatening to take my children away and then I was home a couple of hours later like I just I just can't understand how that is supposed to help someone did they Um, think did what do they think you're attention seeking or something uh, or I have no idea but um, is this the young mum stereotype in process I think they're just protecting they've got a system they've got a set of rules they've got a way that they it's so much bigger than her you know like it's, mm. it's the whole it's system, system that's flawed and she's society it's everything and I think she has a tick box mm-hmm. um and it's how because there was then there was this battle between the doctors releasing me because phys- I was physically okay but they were supposed to release me because I was mentally okay and no one did that part. So I think it's just, and so I'm sure COVID They released you, but they didn't check your mental different. state. They checked you yeah. physically, said you're free to go, but didn't check your mental yeah. state. And this is yeah. in 2000, end of 2021. Uh, no, 2022. Yeah. 21. 21. Yeah. Like we're not talking yeah. 20, 50 years ago. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that's scary. Um, really scary. It just, I can... I can definitely, and I would love to be able to, at some point, make some sort of change in that system. But as I say, it's it's a societal, it's a yeah. generational, it's a political, yeah. it's like got so many layers. Mm. And but I'm people sure, need to stand up, right? Yeah. And yeah. express their experiences. So have you done that? Have yeah. Had- Not as much as I would like to, but I still feel very protective of myself yeah and and your kids um, and my kids especially and, when your experience was someone threatened to take your kids off you yeah it, it still feels very real like it was only nine eight nine months ago um 
I think I, I can only imagine that the people in the system also feel the hopelessness that mm. at times that I feel looking back at that situation because mm-hmm. um, it just it's just so much bigger than any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully one day I'll be able to see where I can we make can a help. difference. Yeah. yeah. Maybe when my kids are a little bit older or yeah. I don't know when I've got the capacity to do so because yeah. I don't ever want anyone to have to go through that experience no. again in their it's most terrific. vulnerable moment. Yeah. Breaks my heart. And so yeah. just thinking about where to next. Oh not next straight away, but just, you know, you, you think about one day, mm. do you think you'll be a teacher? You share great resources for mums. Do you think you'll ever, yeah. obviously you're a teacher to three, probably we'd say four <laughs> people. <laughs> but what about going back? Is it something you want to do? Cause you did it while you were pregnant or has life just taken a different course now? Um, so I finished, I finished my last um assessment for my degree the week before my daughter was born and I graduated when she was six weeks old so I'm laughing because you've you just (laughs) you've definitely smashed that stereotype (laughs) yeah it was I nearly and that was another whole journey I threatened to quit a few weeks before she was born because I was like I don't want to write a paper yeah. about the New Zealand curriculum I want to be getting ready to have my I'm baby nesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I almost feel bad for asking you this question with what's next I feel like you've done enough I think you just need to focus on <laughs> what's at hand <laughs> yeah I think um I just I I don't know how I'd be able to do everything I do now like with my kids and be a teacher because teachers are just so overworked mm. and under-resourced and um, when I went into it I was just so naive I was like this is a perfect career for someone who's a single mum because I'm going to have all the holidays and all the weekends and then when I was in it I was like um this isn't this isn't what I imagined I'd like to use my degree um but maybe not as a teacher in a classroom I don't know what that looks like yet I'm kind of picturing um, some sort of education or mental health thing you know that you can help others that have been through similar things yeah something will um, come up helping team mums yeah yeah I um, getting them into education or helping them with life mm. afterwards yeah no I would love to use the degree Mm. it just maybe won't be yeah in the classroom yeah got just a list of questions and then some fitness questions to finish off since we are technically a fitness podcast but there's so much more to fitness than just fitness you know so how did your Instagram page start you did say it was it was there to break the stereotype yeah um so I just wanted to share um being a young mum and yeah breaking that stereotype and then from there it kind of it's been a slow burn. Like I've yeah. been doing this for five years. Um, I was just sharing. I did an egg donation cycle. So oh, I shared oh, wow. that. Um, that's just another, yeah. <laughs> another thing to add. Um, yeah. I, egg I don't think we've got cycle. time to go into that. I'll have to get you on again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then, yeah, I've just kind of been sharing my journey. Yeah, um, amazing. And so, like, who are your followers mostly? 
other moms what, with young yeah, other moms with young it is yeah they're yeah, amazing my, so it's doing what you wanted it to do yeah yeah and I just I share my stupid amount of washing and I share we can all relate to that whether we're young <laughs> or not <laughs> I share that I I saw your one with the rain well it was raining you had the massive pile I was I can relate because I can't put the it. washing out really and in, in winter here it's too cold like it doesn't get dry so yeah. you have to use clothes horses yeah if you get behind in a day you're buggered yeah cleaning the sheets on the beds is a mission yeah. it's just like no you even can clean them off. you just can't dry them yeah and we do cloth nappies so my washing is just uh, stupid yeah anyway we got a dryer so oh, we're yes. going to be so using a dryer this winter. obviously a dryer i can't have one. a dryer because we were on oh. solar and my husband won't let me get one Oh no! I think, no. Um, I think yeah. if you did the washing, you'd probably realize that we could make it happen on the solar. If it make it work. <laughs> yeah, but I can see his perspective. Um, he's maybe thinking if you looked after the solar, you'd know we couldn't have a dryer. Right. So you know, yeah, both ways. Two sides, yeah. yeah. So you're you're getting a dryer. That's great. That'll help yeah. the that'll help the relationship as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And so what would you say is your favorite I, part of being a mum? Uh, I love them so much. <laughs> it's crazy, I isn't enjoy, it? It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah I enjoy most aspects of being a mum. And like it's hard, but I can see, I still see so much beauty in mm. the heart, mm. um, which is only a very new mindset for me. Um, my favorite part on that. <laughs> um Cut I off. just love them yeah they just they've just I just Cheers. like seeing who they're becoming and um oh, getting just, to know their little personalities though yeah and just cool. the, the just being able to um yeah just guide them and seeing them make good choices and be kind people and be funny and creative and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff love it yeah and what about your least favorite part of being a mum? I I just am so terrified. It's another thing I'm working on of that screwing them up. To them. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm terrified of screwing them up. Interesting. Um, yeah. So is that like my, a, thinking about your own issues? You don't want them reflected in, yes, in them. That, that's what I keep saying. I said, I keep saying, like to Tremaine. I don't want them to have to be in a counselling session complaining about what I did or that something yeah. I've done has hurt them so bad that they're having to work through that, which I know is, is it's such a huge amount of pressure because <laughs> we're only oh, human. Oh, gosh, it is, exactly. Um, but I definitely am just really, really hard on myself. Um, so do you talk to someone still? Like, do you have a counsellor that you talk to about your challenges? Uh, it's definitely more so just um, like the pastors and the yes. leadership in our church. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, their wisdom is, yeah, amazing. Grounding, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, oopsie, they've also, you know, lived oh. lived in this world of having young children and the pressures and can just really input into that in a way that um, is helpful but also just reassures that you know in a christian way that um god has god it all you. yeah yes yeah and so what about advice for 
new teenage mums or even for mothers out there who have a child, child I'm saying, but teenager who mm. is having a baby is going to be a single teen mum, what would be your advice? Just I, my mum's advice all the time is just be your own best friend. Like you just have to really love on yourself and be kind to yourself and know that your best is good enough. I like it. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And what about advice for those embarking on um, blended families? Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Blended. I feel like I haven't even got this sorted myself yeah. um, because it's just such a different dynamic mm. um so with yours do you um does what do you call a mate because you you don't say their names on <laughs> little mate little mate yeah um yeah. does little mate go to his dad's every second weekend or how does that work yes more so now so his dad um finished his degree has gone off to oh. police college and then um was working up and living up in Pocono so we're based in Taupo so sorry where all, is that he was in Pocono working and where is at, that sorry oh um just below Auckland okay um so it's like a three-ish hour drive mm-hmm. so while he was doing that like finishing his degree going off to police college oh. Tremaine and I had um little mate the majority of the time he would go to his dad's once a month once every three weeks you know like it was really fluid um but his dad has recently moved closer so he's only 45 minutes away so he sees him like two to three times a month Mm -hmm. um which is much more than it has been before yeah so um that's been really great and we've really encouraged Mm -hmm. his dad to move closer for many 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 years yeah um and then when um, little mate started the school that was kind of a real switch because I was like he's not going to be able to come up to Pocono mm-hmm. for a weekend he's going to be so shattered after being at school for five days yeah. I was like you either make the decision to move closer to him or you're hardly going to see him sort of thing yeah 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 so that's worked out really well in terms of co-parenting Tremaine and I have really had to push how we feel about things aside because it was really easy when things it's really easy when things are hard to be like why are we having to do mm-hmm. the lion's share of the work why are we having to deal with yeah the hard stuff and obviously I wouldn't change it for the world but it's so easy to be like that the other parent yeah just cruises just and living cruises life, yeah you know um and going on holidays and mm having a weekend where you can just lie in bed and watch TV. Yeah. Like, when did I ever do that? <laughs> you haven't. You haven't. <laughs> I haven't. So it's really easy to get into that comparison, yeah. which isn't great. But um, with Tremaine and I have really had to push that aside mm-hmm. and see that what's best for little mate yeah. is Because that happens in, within couples that are together. Anyway, you get full of each other for yeah them just getting on and living their lives so it must be even more intense when when you're not in a relationship with that person anymore and Mm. maybe you're not that fond of them anymore so Mm. you'd feel that quite intensely yeah yeah so 
yeah co-parent yeah co-parenting is just like putting as long as everyone's safe you know because I'm very aware that a lot of co-parenting situations there can be some sort of abuse or Mm. you know like real un people being really unkind and um so aside from those situations um just really putting the child first in your feelings and um anger and angst and frustration (laughs) aside um and just trying to put respect as like the foundation of a co-parenting relationship that's probably where we're at we just have real mutual respect for each other that's really nice yeah okay fitness (laughs) (laughs) so we first met each other online yeah when was it two three years ago it was was um, it lockdown it was lot first lockdown lockdown. yeah you started doing dedicate which was super cool and then um I was like oh who's this doing tagging me in you know yeah I was like oh wow she looks awesome and so we've sort of had a bit of a relationship since then yeah Um, what is your favorite dedicate workout power session power session so you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd rather leave the weights in the cupboard and just get it done. Yeah, no I feel like it's, I don't know what it's about. I, if it's just like a mindset that I can just show up yeah. no matter what's going on and get mm-hmm. it done without having to like pre-get out my weights, which isn't a big deal, obviously. But no, but it can be as enough of a barrier. I quite like leaving yeah. my weights out because if yeah. I have to actually open the cupboard and get them out of the cupboard, then... That yeah. can be too hard. Too hard basket. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I love the power session. Awesome. Yeah, my faves. So what about advice to anyone thinking about joining Dedicate? Oh, it's, I did, if, if you're a mum as well, I did a power session while my children were eating cheese on toast for dinner the other night yeah. before I went out. Someone was coming to babysit. I had to go out for something at church. And I managed to do that while the kids were eating cheese on toast. And I just was able to put it on, get it done, move on and know that it was finished, which is the best thing. It's the fact that you're in there for 20 minutes. You can do it anytime, anywhere in your own home with the kids surrounding you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, I think that's. that's Is that what drew you to dedicate originally? Yeah, I think we, um, I think I did dedicate with a mate. I think that was oh, the cool. first, the first challenge I did, which really yeah. got me in. It's so um, fun that one. We're doing it again um, at the end of this year. Yeah, it's it so was, motivating. It, I find it's it's the best yeah. one for yeah. seeing it through and doing more. Oh, you lost classic. <laughs> Who was your partner? Um, my friend Bobby. Yeah. Um, she is up in Hamilton. Yeah. Um, so I think I ended up getting her like a facial and a massage for winning, yeah. um, which almost felt better than winning because I was like you've done such an incredible job that's so nice that's the thing it's about supporting each other as well it's not just winning yeah it definitely made losing feel a little bit better able to like give her a treat yeah Um, that's so nice two young kids too uh so yeah but the fact that you can do it from home um and the sessions are shorter but and even but now two years later you know the fact that you've now got box hit and um pilates and yoga and like all these other things there's just so many options um 
you can choose a workout depending on whatever mood you're in and move your body. And I think that's just, yeah, really incredible. And so is exercise one of your tools for um, keeping on top of your mental health as well? Yes. So it definitely wasn't happening when I was pregnant, um, which, you know, I, I can, I can justify that because waking up in the morning was hard enough. Oh yeah. I think the thing that's is challenging about that too is you're not feeling great. So the last thing you want to do is exercise, but actually exercise will actually help, but you're feeling so bad. You can't see how you could exercise. I have, um, I have moved my body every day for 33 days now. So that was what I decided. I'm that kind of person that I, if I decide something, it needs to be a bit extra. I think we already know that. We already know that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm kind of all in or all out. Yeah. Well, the marriage, you know, we we know it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to start working out again because I had been like, in and out, in and out, you know, really struggling to find a routine with it. Mm. Been 33 days every single day. And um, I can definitely tell that I am just so much more calm with my children. I am just like a lot more steady. Mm -hmm. Like just my, I'm, I just feel strong and physically and mentally. That's Um, amazing my body even when it's just 20 minutes Mm. huge difference exercise is so powerful and it's proven it's not just us saying this is what happens it's you know studies show that it is so effective for our mental health and just our overall well-being it's a really great tool I'll I'll let you get on with your day thank you so much for your time Caitlin and thank you so much for sharing everything that you did no it's all right thank you for having me 10 years yeah and I'm looking forward to um seeing you on a cruise ship in 15 yep. years yes I um I am really praying that the next 10 years are a lot more calm <laughs> <laughs> we'll just raise our babies and oh. you know well, live more calm life not so many sudden sudden decisions or changes yeah oh. but that's yeah. what tends to happen um I find it's life sort of when you reach 25 well for me it was because I had my first at 25 it sort of stays the same a lot more mm, than it does when you're younger yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no oh well, you're an amazing mum, and thanks so much for sharing it on Instagram because it is inspiring to see yeah. your life and your everyday relatable life yeah and yeah thanks again for today no thanks for having me and putting up with my child oh not at all it's so good <laughs> so good thanks hey. thanks so much have an amazing day yeah, and we'll too. yeah we'll be in touch yeah great thank thanks, you Caitlin. have a good day right. bye bye thank you all so much for listening to the dedicate podcast if you enjoy our podcast we'd appreciate it so much if you would please leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts Also be sure to subscribe so that you're notified when new episodes launch. If you love this episode, also check out From This Season, Billy Buckthought, Traumatising Birth and an Illness That Left Me Bedridden for a Year. From Season 3, Lou Heller, Sharing My Separation for the First Time and of course, Fashion. 
Helen Cole, My Anxiety and the Stigma Associated with Antidepressants, and Kate and Anna, Our Motherhood Stories. Dedicate is the online health and fitness community and app for rural and real women, mums, and those who love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. Everyone is welcome. At Dedicate, we focus on fitness, strength, nutrition, a positive mindset, and how we feel. It's not about fad diets and short-term weight loss, and we don't get hung up on comparing ourselves to others. Dedicate workouts are short and effective, so you can easily fit them into your schedule, at home, or anywhere at any time. Our down-to-earth trainers are on this journey with you, that includes me, and will encourage you to do your best and never give up. Get your seven-day free trial and try it for yourself at kateivyfitness.com.